Hello, and welcome to ICI Digs Deep, sponsored by Fagery Drinker Biddle and Wreath, LLP. Today, Jim Wood chats with Brian Triska of Traffic Control Specialists, Inc. about his family business and how we can make work zones safer. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the ICI Digs Deep podcast. This is Jim Wood, ICI's Director of Safety and Training. And today we have Brian Triska, who's the CEO, Vice President, Owner of Traffic Control Specialist in Knox, Indiana, which is up near Plymouth. Brian, thanks for coming on today. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Sure. So for those that aren't real familiar with TCS, you know, some might know you and some might not know you very well. Can you start with a little background on the company and yourself? Yeah, no problem. Uh, Tracy Triska is the original owner, um, still owner and president. She started the company in 2007. She used to work for Warning Lights of Indiana back in the 90s in the office. Back in 2007, she got my dad, Barry Triska, to join. And then uh, my older brother also joined back in 2007. So you know, my dad's, his background is basically, he's been doing this since, since I've been born. He's in the, been in the traffic industry. Like I said, when they started up in 2007, there's three of them in the garage outside their home. And they basically just started doing traffic and feel like they'd been doing, but instead now they were doing it for themselves. I joined in 2008. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, it kind of just grew to now to where it's now it's about 240 employees in three branches throughout Indiana. Wow. And where are the other two branches at? We started in uh, Fort Wayne about two, three years ago, mm-hmm. but then the Crawfordsville branch is the third one that we opened up just this year, the beginning of the year. So how has the company evolved over the years? And maybe it's evolved a little more since you've been involved. Yeah, basically, you know, when my parents had started the company, well, my mom had started the company, I got my dad to come along. They, you know, their original intent was just to do some road closures you know, some road resurfaces, things like that. Then we kind of get in some of the, the road reconstruct. We got a little bit of those. Then started getting a little bit more on the interstate work, which my dad's obviously been familiar with, which as much experience as he's had. And then, you know, we kind of got into less advertising. We had bought some signs off of them. Then they decided they, you know, didn't want to do it no more. End up buying their equipment to make the signs. So then we started doing, you know, making our own signs and we started doing some of the street signs and some of the other stuff required for the roads for NDOT. And then it kind of just kept growing. It was more or less just, you know, when an opportunity presented itself, it was kind of, you know, something were we willing to jump onto it and, and, and get into it. So throughout the years, it's just plowable markers. We had an opportunity, started doing plowable markers, the corrugation started getting into that. And then, you know, we wanted to basically offer every aspect once the road is paved mm-hmm. you know and done you know we come in and do the, the final touch up so kind of makes it just a you know one-stop shop for the end of road mm-hmm. things that need to be installed when we had met back a few months ago when i was up at your office we talked a lot about or had some conversations about safety and work zones and traffic control and do you have any tips any thoughts you know with your experience and your family's experience over the years that uh you feel would make work zones more safe that sometimes might get missed? And I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but maybe missed by a contractor or a designer. Yeah, I mean, the number one thing is that it, what we always preach to our guys, number one thing is don't be out on the road. Don't be out there. You know, obviously we, we need to be out there because we got to do road construction. But basically that that's just referring to 
not taking extra time to get something done out there. You know, I've got lane closures up, trying to be there to get the lane closures off the road. All kinds of different ways of what's a better way to reduce the exposure time is what I like mm-hmm. to say out there. Within that, if they can plan jobs where we're getting bridge approaches, the bridge deck, uh, you know, terminal joints, all, all that stuff, if we're going out there one time and doing one closure and impacting traffic one time and we can get all that stuff done, in the end, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, INDOT's done a great job. I think it was on 465, 65 last year, a couple of years ago. They decided to shut down the interstate just so they can, you know, hammer out a job. It impacted traffic a little bit more, but in the end, they spent less time out there. And it just, they got through, knocked the job done, got out of the way. And now the motors, you know, they're inconvenienced a little bit, but now in the end, the overall amount of time is impacted the least. Plus two, like I said, it comes back to the exposure of the laborers out there, whether it's the traffic control laborers or the laborers working on the road. You know, what's the best way to get people off the road so we're not in danger? That's the number one thing I I like to kind of preach. Yeah, I had a conversation last week with a contractor that's working on an interstate and where they're positioned, they're positioned in the center and there are concrete barrier walls. And in talking with him, he coaches his people and when they do their toolbox talks in the morning is that not only to stay away from the barrier wall, but to stay as close into the center. He said it's not only the traffic itself, he said, but the thing, you know, debris or tires or anything, these things that can come off of vehicles and become airborne and then uh, could possibly strike them while they're working in the work zone. So that, I thought that was an interesting point and something that he pointed out during his morning meetings. Oh, no. And that's, um, I've actually had that happen to me up on the Borman one time. You know, we had the paint truck, we were messing with the, the guns down by the paint truck, and we had the truck all the way on the inside, as far away from traffic as you can get. And a D ring came off a semi or something. And before you know what happens, you just, I thought I got shot in the back at first, but. Then, you, you know, you don't see anyone or you thought someone kicked you in the back or something. But um, in the end, it just was a four-inch D-ring that came off a semi and mm-hmm. hit me in the back. And luckily, I was standing there because when we were working on the paint gun, if I wasn't standing there, the other person with me would have got hit right in the face. So it's it things wow. like that. You don't, you never know what to expect. And right. you know, I could sit here for 30 minutes of, we've seen tandem axles come off of trailer trucks, you know, in the middle of the day, not bouncing mm-hmm. down, you know, the interstate. So it's trying to expect the things you don't expect, which that's impossible. So in the end, it's just try not to be out there when you don't need to be out there. Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. That's a good point. Bakery Drinker Biddle & Wreath LLP has more than 1,300 experienced attorneys, consultants, and professionals ready to provide legal services to you. To learn more, give them a call at 317-237-0300. Do you think that the work zones could be safer for both motorists and the contractors if there was more signage or should there be less signage? Or I've actually seen some advocating for, especially where there are flaggers in place, the portable rumble strips. Have you had any experience with that and any thoughts along those lines? Yeah. Um, the biggest thing is we, we can all do better, uh, whether it's the contractor, whether it's INDOT, the designer, even the motorist. As long, as long as we all understand, we can all do better at this. That's the key. And it's kind of trying to, you know, when designs are being done or when we're coming up with new safety standards, um, it's kind of getting everyone's input. In the end, it's it's not necessarily that 
one branch knows more than the other. It's all about getting the different aspects because some of the times what I learned is it's not necessarily that someone's saying that they're right. It's just someone's presenting another perspective that you didn't think about. If you come up with some new standard that, you know, maybe two sides believe that it's safe for them. Well, it also, sometimes it causes a hazard for, you know, the other one. So Mm -hmm. the biggest thing is just basically getting everyone educated on what it's supposed to be. So when it comes to the signs, it's making sure, do we have the same message? You know, when we come into one work zone in Northern Indiana, is it the same message we're putting out to the motors, you know, in Southern Indiana, Mm -hmm. you know, making sure we have the same standards off the top of my head, you know, a typical road resurface job, there's two typical ways that when you get a set of plans that the designers will put it in. Technically, one way, you know, both ways are right, but it's not the same. So mm-hmm. road resurface job, sometimes they'll just put it on the actual, say you have a state road, the signs are just on the state road facing east, west, north, south uh, versus actually on the approach roads that come up to it the way I grew up doing this stuff is essentially every, everyone who enters a work zone should pass a road work ahead, no matter where they come from. So the more you cover all your egress and points that people are coming in and out, you're kind of covering yourself and everyone, but you're also letting the motorists know that, Hey, this is coming ahead. Right. You know, and also combining adjacent jobs into one job to where you don't have well, essentially two jobs that are signed in theory, each one by themselves. But now you've got, warning signs in another job signs where you got and roadwork signs in another jobs you know when there's still roadwork going on so it's communicating and going back and forth and saying okay for this situation this is what needs to be done for this situation it might be a little bit different but trying to find that harmony that we can get the same message across to everybody right that sounds good that sounds real good is there anything that i didn't ask you that you would like to cover before we close No, um, I mean, the biggest thing is with traffic control, like I said, the communication with all different aspects and understanding what the job needs to be, that's the biggest thing is just being able to, when NDOT brings us in as all the contractors, that's good for NDOT and good for us. Because what I've learned is it's not always the, someone who has the best idea, if you don't know all the problems that, you know, are related to the, you can't really come up with the best idea. So that's why it's really important for the motorists the contractors and NDOT to all sit there and come together and say, okay, what is the safest? What's the best way? And then everyone kind of has to acknowledge that they all have a part to do. Motors need to understand basically what the signs mean when they're coming into the work zone. So it's our job to make sure it's clear to them. But yeah, any more education we can get out to motorists would help designers. Before I came over here, I was a landscape architect. I went to Purdue, graduated as a landscape architect, and I was kind of on the other side of the office and seemed like all the civil engineers dumped the traffic control plans in my lap because mm-hmm. I just had the background doing it. But I also learned then traffic control was the last thing that people thought about. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, they designed a project and they're worried about the bridge, which rightfully so, but little went into the traffic controls, almost like it was just out of the book and copy and paste them in, into this job. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, traffic control is very complicated. It's not always straightforward. And now with so much out there, you know, cell phones and everything else. Traffic control, it's, it's almost a whole whole nother animal that needs to be focused separately. But like I said, going back to when I was sat behind a desk doing drawings, that was a joke that some of the people in the field always made that it's easy to draw a line on a piece of paper. It's really easy. Now, going in the field and getting that line to do what you just drew, 2D, 3D, it's a big difference. So sure. both sides need to really kind of get on the same page because in the end, going back to it, communication 
solve so much. And sometimes the bad communication helps because sometimes you don't know what you're looking for and then you find it when you end up getting in that conversation. Sure. So Good points. All good points. Hey, I appreciate you joining us today. I know you're a busy person, so I appreciate you taking the time out to talk with us. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Thank you again to our guests, Brian Triska and Jim Wood, as well as our sponsor, Fagery Drinker Biddle and Wreath, LLP. To get started with Fagery Drinker, give them a call at 317-237-0300. Join us every Friday during your morning commute to hear safety talks, member spotlights, and inside information about the infrastructure and transportation construction industry. This has been ICI Digs Deep. Let's break ground together. Together.